Mesech's Avon, Perik Dalit, Mishnah Aleph, until Perik Dalit, Mishnah Dalit. The next few Mishnahs will discuss somebody whose Tachum changes after Shabbos comes in. Now, in general, of course, that's impossible. Because one's Tachum, one's 2,000 Amas, which he can travel in every direction, is decided based on what his Mokim Hashavisa was when Shabbos came in, and where he was considered to be living when Shabbos came in. So, of course, if he didn't make an A over anything, then his Mokim Hashavisa is considered to be the city, and he can travel 2,000 Amas from the edge of the city in every direction. The city itself is not calculated as part of the 2,000 Amas, because the entire city is considered the place of his living. We view the entire city as if it was just four Amas. Now the halach is that if somebody walks further than the Tachum on Shabbos, so that doesn't mean he has to stay still for the rest of Shabbos, rather he has four Amas to travel, we'll see later on whether it's four Amas in every direction, or whether it's four Amas in total, but be as it may, the first part of this Mishnah tells us that that is even the case if he exited the Tachum unintentionally. Somebody who was taken out of his Tachum, he was taken beyond his 2,000 Amas, by non-Jews, they forced him to go out, a ruach ro'ah, or some sort of evil spirit. He suddenly went mad and took himself out of the tachum, but he wasn't thinking, it wasn't his fault. Nevertheless, right, right now he is found outside of his tachum, so when the evil spirit stops, or when the non-Jews leave him, for example, Eino ele amais, he can only travel for four amas, because outside of one's tachum on Shabbos, one only has four amas to travel. Now what happens if after the non-Jews took him out of his Tachum, Hechziruhu, they brought him back into his Tachum. Now when Shabbos came in, it was fixed that this person's Tachum Shabbos, this person could travel 2,000 Amas from his Makmash Visa. So if right now he is found back within the Tachum, then he can continue using that Tachum Shabbos, as if he didn't leave. This is unlike somebody who intentionally leaves and then comes back. Or even if he unintentionally left, but then intentionally comes back within the Tchum, if he does so, then he cannot continue using his 2,000 Amas, because he only got back to his Tchum illegally. But since this person was forced, he can still use his original Tchum, and there is no problem with that. Now, we mentioned before that the entire city in which a person stays and is there at the beginning of Shabbos, the entire city is considered like four Amas. It's not calculated as part of the 2,000 Amas in which one can travel. Now, in general, that's only regarding the city in which he is in when Shabbos comes in. If, for example, there's another city within his Tchum, within the Tchum of the city, that doesn't mean we can view the other city as four Amas as well. We'll have machleks about that later on in the Masechta. Be as it may, the question is, what happens if the non-Jews take him out of his city, or they take him out of his Tchum, and Halichuhul Iracheres, they take him to another city? So now he finds himself within a city... And that city, for the people who were in that city at the beginning of Shabbos, that city is viewed as only four Amas. So the question is, can we view the city as four Amas also for this individual? Or what happens if Nisanuhu Badira Basahar, the non-Jews put him into a pen, an enclosure for animals, or a Sahar, another sort of enclosure, we're referring to an area which is larger than four by four Amas. So Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lozman Azariah, say, Mahalichas Kula, he is allowed to travel throughout the entire city, throughout the entire enclosure, since also for him we view it as only four Amas. On the other hand, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva say, Even in this situation, he only has four Amas to travel, because we only view a city as four Amas, if that was your original Mokmash Visa. But if it wasn't, then that's considered just like any other place, which you were not there when Shabbos came in, and therefore you only have four Amas to travel. Now the Mishnah illustrates these opinions with a story, which actually occurred with these four Tanoim. Maisa Shabom and Prandisin, there was a story that they came from Prandisin on a ship towards Eretz Yisrael. And we need to add, they reached the seaport and were ready to get off the ship before Shabbos came in. 
But just before they managed to get off of the ship, their ship was washed out back into sea, and it was moved to beyond the Tachum of the city, of the port of the land. So this seemingly is exactly the same case as we just discussed. Since they reached the land before Shabbos came in, their Tachum was defined to be the Tachum of the city. So they had 2,000 Amas from the city, but then they were forced out of their Tachum, and they are now found in a ship which is more than 4x4 Amas. It's considered like an enclosure. So traveled the entire ship, not just 4 Amas, consistent with their opinion earlier on in the Mishnah. On the other hand, Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva did not move from within four Amas, consistent with their opinion. However, the Mishnah actually notes that what Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva did in this case, was only because they wanted to be strict on themselves. But even they agreed that in this case, one was allowed to travel the entire ship and not just four Amas. And that is just because the case of a ship is slightly different. Since a ship is constantly traveling and moving, we can never say that you've only got four Amas to travel. Because every second you're not within the original four Amas. That means that the very nature of being on a ship means that you are granted the entire ship to travel. Every second we sort of view it as if you've got now a new four Amas. So even Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva really agreed according to the strict letter of the law that they were permitted to travel the entire ship. However, even so, they were strict upon themselves because it is similar to a case not on a ship, for example, in a regular enclosure on land, where you would only be allowed to travel for Amas according to them. Mishnah Bates, the story in the previous Mishnah continues, Param Achas, one time, possibly on the same trip, they were on the ship, and they did not enter the port until once it had got dark on Shabbos. So when Shabbos came in, they were not actually at the port yet. So Omrulum Gamriel, they asked him in Gamriel, what is our law with regards to getting down off the ship? Are we allowed to get off the ship? Omalahem, Rabbi Gamriel told them, you are permitted, because I was already looking earlier on before Shabbos came in, we were within the Tachum, we were within the 2000 Amas of the port of the land, of the city which was on the edge of the land. We were within 2,000 Amas of the city, before it got dark, before Shabbos came in. So that means that the city is still within our Tachum, it's within our 2,000 Amas, and therefore you may get off the ship onto the land. Mishnah Gimel, what happens if somebody was not forced to leave his Tachum on Shabbos, but he left his Tachum with permission? For example, if he was going to save a life, or he was going to help a woman give birth, or if he was going to testify about the new moon. If he saw the moon which appears on Rosh Chodesh, then he would go to Basin to tell them that today is Rosh Chodesh, or today will appear the new moon and the Basin would establish that day as Rosh Chodesh. So these are all examples of where one is allowed to leave his Tachum. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah teaches that originally the law for these people was the same as anybody who left their Tachum on Shabbos, and that was that they only have four Amas in every direction. Just like if they were forced to leave their Tchum, they also only have four Amas. So to over here. However, the mission over there teaches that Roman Gamaliel instituted that they will be given another 2,000 Amas in every direction. It was in order to encourage them to come and testify for the moon, or to do any of the above mitzvahs which are necessary, such as saving a life. So once they are finished doing what they had to do, they are given an extra 2,000 Amas from that point. We view it as if it's a new Mokmash Visa, they get a new Tchum. So our mission over here tells us that even if he didn't actually end up saving a life, or testifying for the new moon, etc., if the Omrulay, if people said to him, 
the act has already been done, for example, his life has already been saved, or somebody has already testified for the new moon, the basin already established it as Rosh Chodesh. Even in that case, since he left with permission, for the sake of this mitzvah, Yesh Alpha Amlach Ruach, he has 2,000 Amas to travel in every direction. It follows that Imhoi Abzuchatchum, which we're going to explain as if the new 2,000 Amas are within his original Tuchum, his original 2,000 Amas, then Ki'idul it's as if he hasn't left, meaning he can then go back to having his original Tuchum. Once he's back in his original Tuchum, then he can only travel within that 2,000 Amas of the city, and furthermore, he loses the new 2,000 Amas, which he was given from the other place where he went to. Now, the last sentence of the Mishnah begins with Shekol, which implies that it's giving a reason for the previous statement. The truth is, it should be read like Vukol, as if it's a new part of the Mishnah. So it says that Shekol Hayotzim Lahatzel Chosen Kaiman, all people who go out of their Tachum with weapons in order to save people, if they go to fight Chosen Kaiman, they can return to their place. And that doesn't mean that they have as much as they like to travel, and they can literally go back all the way to their original Tachum. Rather, it also means that they can only go 2,000 Amas in every direction. And the Gemara explains that the Mishnah is adding that in this case, they can even return with their weapons. Even if they're traveling through a public domain or a Shusarabim, and it's forbidden to carry things in a Shusarabim. So, of course, on the way to fighting, they were allowed to because it was for the sake of saving lives. But on the way back, I would think that it is forbidden. So the Mishnah tells us that it is not true, it is permitted because it would be dangerous to leave the weapons back over there where they finished fighting. And they are allowed to travel 2,000 Amas, so they are also allowed to take their weapons with them, of course within their new Tuchum of 2,000 Amas in every direction from where they finished fighting. Mr. Dalet, the way an ear of Tuchum is usually made is that one brings food to the place where he wants his Mokmash visa to be. He brings food there before Shabbos, and as long as the food is still there when Shabbos comes in, his Erev Tuchum is considered valid, and that is his Mokmash Avisa. However, one can also do it without any food. If he is there as Shabbos comes in, if he stands there where he wants his Mokmash Avisa to be, and he has intention that this should be his Mokmash Avisa, his place of living, for Shabbos, then that works as well. In fact, we'll learn later on that very possibly putting food there is only really a replacement of him himself. If he himself is there, then it definitely establishes his Makamash visa that way. Now, the Chachomim were lenient on a person who is traveling. And they said that if you are traveling, then you don't have to actually be standing where you want the Makamash visa to be. Rather, it's enough that you see the place, and as long as it's within 2,000 Amas of where you are right now, you can designate even a place further away than you are right now, as your Makamash visa for Shabbos. Now, by the way, it should be noted that the term Eirevet Chumin in general, is used only to refer to the method of using food. If you go there yourself, then it's just considered establishing a Mokamash visa, but the term Eirevei generally only refers to that which is done with food. Be'ezameh, the Mishnah tells us, Misha Yoshev Baderech, one who sits down on the pathway, he's been traveling for a long time, he's tired, he takes a break, and this is all before Shabbos has come in, and then a few minutes later, once Shabbos has come in, V'omad v'ro'ovaharehu somech lo'ir. He stands up and he looks and he sees that he's actually very close to a city and he is within 2,000 Amas of the city. Now, had he realized when Shab- before Shabbos had come in, he definitely would have had intention that the city should be considered his Mokamash visa, and that way he would be able to travel not only to the city, but even he would be able to travel throughout the entire city and have 2,000 Amas in every direction from the city because that would be his Mokamash visa. 
However, says the Mishnah, since he did not have that intention, he cannot enter. Now, of course, he can't enter the city. It means that he can't enter and be part of the city and travel the entire city. He can only go up to 2,000 Amas from where he was right now because his Mokamash visa was established by where he was physically sitting because he did not have the intention to establish his Mokamash visa as being the city. That is the opinion of a mayor. However, Yehuda says that he can enter and he can travel the entire city and his Mokamash visa is viewed as if it was the city itself because since had he known that he was within the Tchum, this definitely would have been his intention because he only gains by having this being his Mokamash visa and he doesn't lose out on anything. So therefore we view it as if that is his Mokamash visa because he definitely would have had that intention had he realized that he was within the Tchum of the city. And in fact, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said that There was a story which this occurred to Rabbi Tarfain, and he was within the Tchum, but he didn't have intention to establish the city as his Mokamash Avisa. And nevertheless, nevertheless, he still entered the city and traveled the entire city. So we see that Rabbi Tarfain held like me, says Rabbi Yehuda, that since it's so definite that that would be his intention, we do indeed view the city as being his Mokamash Avisa.